beam of radiant light pierces forward and impacts with you, Sparks. And then try to, like, basically shred the file. Do you really want your name attached to mind control units? But Kerr, why the Pact Worlds? To meet up with my aunt to offer my services. I can protect her. If you had all the credits in the world, what would you do with it? I don't know, explore. Go see what's out there and check out different races and cultures and... I've been seeking balance, bidden to take to the stars. Welcome, one and all, to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us on our space adventure. I'm John, and I'll be the GM for this game. I'm Tom. I'm playing Lycos 9, the Android Solarian. I'm Brent, and I'm playing Sparks, the Ahsoki Mechanic. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Domash, the Lishinto Technomancer and Captain of the Gep. I'm Lisa. I play Kerr Sylvanen, a Vesk soldier. As the light from the solar ball dims, as the iris closes and the beam no longer is striking sparks and through him the rest of you, you sort of stagger back from the effects of it and take a moment to see clearly again. Uh, you notice the light has set some striking effects on you. Firstly, all your wounds are fully healed. Yay! Hooray! Yes! By the holy solar radiance. Secondly, you notice that you've all been changed, and so have the items that you've been granted. You've gotten some level ups, some ability increases, and those items have turned into magical relics that are attuned to each of you. We'll go ahead and go around the table, and everyone can explain to our listeners the advantages they've now gained. Starting with you, Jessica. So, the beauty of level five is that we gain um, ability scores. So many. So many ability scores. <laughs> um, so, my highlight is that my int is now 20. So, I'm looking forward to using that. Um, increased. I can increase nine skills per level now. It's kind of insane. That's great. Um, but yeah, all my hit points went up, stamina went up, everything went up. Everything's coming up. No, I mean. <laughs> and then uh, for the relic, I have the, the Circlet of the Sun Mystic. So what this does is it allows me an additional spell per day uh, at my highest level. And I also get a bonus mystic spell that I can use. And... Um, I can change this spell, but I have to meditate for four hours in order to change the spell. And what spell have you chosen so far? So I've chosen the healing spell Mystic Cure. And you also got a magical hack this level, right? Yes, I, got, I chose the debug spell, which means I spend an RP to reroll a, a one on a hit die for any instant spells uh, that deal hit points. Very cool. Yes. It's not a bug, it's a feature. Sparks, why don't you go, or, sorry, I looked at Lisa and I said Sparks. <laughs> Lisa, why don't you go next? All right. Uh, for my ability scores, the highlight there is that my strength, with all the additions that I made, is now 21. So a lot of my, my stats went up a lot. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, the feat that I took was Jet Dash. So now when I run, I go six times as fast, and I can jump twice as high. So that's going to be fun, I think. And the relic that I got, I'm calling Combat Medic's Ring. So for every five points of damage that I take, I get one point of healing damage to store in the ring. And I can use it on anybody. The cap for storing healing points is my level times four. So it's currently 20. I can store up to 20 points. And to spend them, I can heal one to one for stamina and two to one for hit points. So meaning it would take two... Uh 
points in the ring to heal one hit point. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I've stored up ten or whatever in the ring, then I can heal you for five. Or okay. Heal me for five. Hit points. Anyway. Neat. Stamina is one to one. Nice. So we have somewhat of a healing sort of kind of. Alright. Uh, well, for my level up, I tended to invest mostly in my physical stats. My strength, dex, and con all went up. But I also increased my charisma, being that's my primary stat. So I now have an 18. So I'm way less terrible than I was before with that particular stat. Skills pretty much went up across the board in the usual areas for me. Uh, acrobatics, perception, piloting, stealth. The areas where my character tends to excel compared to others. The magical item I got is the Amulet of the Sun. Uh, its main abilities are it functions as a Solarian crystal. So it gives me an extra 1d3 fire damage to my weapon and on a critical it does a burn damage of 1d6. Uh, it gives me fire resistance 5 and when I fully attune and can use Solar Flare, I can reshape that Solar Flare into either a 15-foot cone or a 30-foot line. So I know you're usually pretty busy in melee, so that might help you avoid Kerr <laughs> with your blasts. <laughs> yes. I know in the past you've, you've had to hold back on your Solar Flare because of uh, your Supernova. Yes, I can, I can, uh, I can redirect the, the Supernova now and hopefully not hit Kerr as long as... Thank we you. Don't start in a situation where the only way to hit the enemies is to be in direct line with her. <laughs> <laughs> really tight corridor. Well, then I'd, I'd store up on healing points. That's, that's <laughs> a silver line, and I like it. <laughs> I can heal part of myself from this. All right, Brent, I think you're last. All right. Uh, so I got all kinds of stuff this level. Um, so from my mechanic class, I got a bonus to my bypass ability, which gives me an extra uh, plus one to computers and engineering on top of what I already got from it. Then I also got my uh, wireless hack ability now. So I can execute uh, engineering and computers checks up to, I think it's 20 feet, if I remember right, away from whatever it is I'm trying to hack. Uh, I also got, let's see, well, my stat bonuses went to, I did the physical stuff as well, strength, dex, con, uh, and I actually bumped wisdom. My feat that I picked this round was uh, iron will, because my will save was garbage. So, <laughs> uh, And then on the theme of the saving throws, my uh, magical item is what I'm calling the Mage Bane Bracer. And I say I'm calling it that because John came up with the name and it sounded fun. So I went with that. Uh, what it does is it gives me the benefit of the Spellbane feat, which uh, is plus two on saving throws as long as it's saving against a spell. So like an explosion doesn't count, but a fireball would give me an extra plus two. Uh, and on a successful save, I get to store a charge. And what I can do with those charges is spend them on an attack roll before I have to declare it before I throw the attack roll. Uh, but then if it's successful, I get to double my damage on that attack. So that sounds really fun. Yay. I also do have a mechanical note to add. I looked it up. Skill points are retroactive. Oh. What? Yeah, I, was, I, I thought we should actually double check that. I looked it up. All ability increases in, in listed skill points are retroactive. I get like eight more skill points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nothing can go above five and still. On the right. off chance, John doesn't cut this out. This is important because in previous versions of this kind of game, that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I'll add them later, but I will make a note. So, Lisa, you also get... Four more skill points? I get four more right now? Yes. But nothing can go above five and in I my think, ranks. Because you up your, your intelligence yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. So that probably gives you a few more skill points to also. Uh, yeah, I get five, right? Because we're level five. Yeah, that's yeah. per level. Craziness. <laughs> <laughs> what should I put it in? Having been so reforged, what do you all do? 
you can kind of see the magical items have changed shape on you and your comrades, and you all feel that sort of bolster, like a, a aura of radiance around all of you. Uh, what do you do? Well, Lycos is literally glowing. Uh, you all recognize it as him being fully attuned. Like his circuits are glowing a bright blue, even his eyes are kind of glowing. Um, he kind of looks around, looks down at his hands, uh, and then kind of turning away from you guys or anything dangerous, kind of sticks his his hands out in a, not the best way to physically describe it, but kind of uh, cupped together and all the energy kind of flows down through his wires and shoots out through his hands in a burst of heat and energy. Not towards any of us. No, no, no. Away from everybody. He's expelling the, the attunement. Okay. Um, but you all notice it's, it's similar to his supernova, but it comes out like a direct line and shoots pretty good distance away from him. Spark starts taking notes to see if he can use that in a weapon later. <laughs> <laughs> How big is the room that we're in? The room you're in is about roughly cone-shaped, so about 50 by 30 and tapering as it goes. All right, I'm going to practice my charge attack, which is something else I got this level. Um, just basically haul ass down the, the side of the room just to test it out. Okay. Yeah, you find if you put your, when you put your mind to it, you can move with greater speed. There's some obstacles in the way, but you manage to kind of vault over and around them. Uh, as you are kind of getting acquainted, the, the doors open again, and you see your hosts sort of looking expectantly. Lord Mavari says, I see you all have received the blessings from Yomade. She has found you worthy, and I see you empowered the relic you came with as well. And he motions to you, Sparks, and you can see the crystal is now glowing faintly through your armor. Hmm. Uh, there's a soft and a reddish radiance spilling forth. Uh, this isn't exactly my area of specialty. Would you mind telling me exactly what that means? The crystal that your patron sent you here to activate has been so activated, it seems. Your time here is done, as is our responsibility towards a lot of you. Go in Yomade's light, Sparks, Lycos 9, Noemi, and Kerr. Thank and you for your hospitality while we were here. It was our duty and pleasure. And all four of them spread to make the corridor open, and motion towards the way out, effectively. That's about the nicest I've ever been thrown out of some place. <laughs> Alright. You don't have to go. Most sober, too. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Alright, we'll walk back down the corridor and head back to the ship. Okay. We, uh, we left um, Kritka? Kritka. And I, I can't remember the guy's name, but Renault. the... Not Renault, but the guy that was sent with us, that wasn't allowed in. What was his name? Was it Harvest? No, no, it was somebody right. the dragon lady sent with us but wasn't allowed past the people. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of her men. Yeah. Harvest has been kind of out of the picture for a while. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he got his name, but two of, two of Avala Grenade's goons went along with yeah. you to ensure that this mission got accomplished, and they are waiting somewhat impatiently on the ship. I told Crit could watch them. Crit could greet you all warmly. You guys made it! Oh, I'm so glad you look all you look fine and so and you're glowing. Oh my goodness. It was like a day spa, not. <laughs> uh, I mean not the end, yeah. You feel that way, but you know. Took a little bit to get here. Yeah. Most of us being beaten mostly the way to death. So yeah, you know. You have to tell me all about it. I'm just glad you're back. These guys are such tools. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. What's the game that they play? 
Blood Fist. Blood Feast 6? Blood yeah, Feast 6. I'll ask. Krika, did you and uh, Renal get any Blood Feast 6 in while we were gone? No, he's a little salty right now. I'm I'm a bit better at the game than he is, and he just can't really take the losing streak that I've put him through. So he's he's practicing by himself, and maybe he'll challenge me later. <laughs> well, maybe you should let him win every now and then. I respect him too much to do that. <laughs> he's not a wolf. <laughs> yeah. One of the aforementioned goons comes forward and through the helmet filter says so you were successful then yes guess so we should send a course back to Ms. Grenade's ship then with all haste sounds like you're driving this thing bud so sure I, I, I hop in the pilot seat uh, kind of power the ship up uh, when it starts going it's noticeable to most everybody else it's going faster than it normally does Ooh. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. I now have Sky Jockey as a feat. I pilot everything faster. Doesn't really matter what it is. If I'm flying, I'm faster. Sweet. Jetpacks. Mm-hmm. Spaceships. Motorcycles. As long as it flies, <laughs> I go faster. My word, sir. Are you, are you sure this is safe? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I> pre- nope. <laughs> oh, oh, all right then. I, I'm confident us being all right, though. Well, I'll meet with Mr. Sparks in engineering and make sure that uh, all these levels are within tolerances. That is probably a good idea. I'm going to push this as hard as I can. All right. <laughs> uh, space wheelie. <laughs> space I'm, burnout. Yeah. I'm making space tracks. <laughs> Roll me a D4, please, Tom. Four. Oh, that's not good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh-oh. The one time it's bad Wait, to bro. roll high. It takes four days to get back to Avala's ship. She meets you just outside of Castrovel's orbit. Uh, about Looks like she was kind of coming your way as well. As you make dock with her ship, you are led through the halls. Uh, they don't take your weapons or anything like that. Your guests here functionally. And bring back to that large meeting, sta- uh, meeting chamber. When you approach, she's behind her desk as usual, uh, full of all kinds of esoterica on top, it, on top of it. She, with a motion, closes her vid screens and motions for you to sit. You can see... Actually, uh, make perception checks real quick. I'm good at this. I've gotten better at this. No. I rolled a one. doesn't matter what my, my bonus is. I'm not seeing anything. I rolled actually pretty well. 23. Seven. Uh, 18. Hmm. All right. Kerr and Jesus. Sparks. Hmm? Was that on two? Was that on eight? Eight. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was thinking over here. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Even on an eight still. Dang, yeah, no. It's very good. All right. Kerr and Sparks. You notice that Evala is almost like shaking in her desk. She seems very excited, although she's trying to stay aloof looking. So, the mission was a success then. Indeed. I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but... He did. Wonderful. And may I see the the gem? You don't just go around asking people to see the gem. Well, okay. (laughs) Wonderful. And she kind of wrings her hands. So, uh, Mr. Sparks then, where's the vault? The what? The vault. The what? You have passed the crucible. You should know of it. You should know where the vault is. I look around to my companions. Um, anybody know anything about a vault? Maybe you need to meditate and connect with the crystal. Become one with it. Um, Don't play games with me, Miss Sparks. And she gets up from her desk and begins to like shimmer and distort a bit. She's going to turn into a dragon. I kind of, like, non-threateningly put myself between her and Sparks. 
Like I, there's like uh, he's not like drawing weapons or looking aggressive. He just kind of like slides in there. I say we had visions, but there was nothing. No visions of a vault. I guess Barks can kind of try what Lycos was suggesting and just like try. I don't know. Would it be like a mysticism check or something? I have no idea. What would you do to try to like? I mean, shit. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm like tapping on the thing, like close my eyes and like try to focus on the crystal. Yeah, exactly that. All right. As you do so, uh, nothing happens. Okay. Well, that's what I thought. Percussive maintenance. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wait. So Avala interrupts whatever you're about to say with a a deafening roar as she shifts back into her true form. Oh, here Um, we go again. The desk is shifted out of the way uh, and one of her talons scoops forward, knocking Lycos effortlessly to the side and scooping you up. Oh, I don't Uh, get a reflex to dodge it? No. Oh, okay. In her massive claw, she gives you a like a shake that like rattles your bones and look then holds you still and looks expectantly at the crystal and she says, Where is the vault? <laughs> oh yeah, shaking me around helps a lot. That's good. Thanks. Your magic eight ball now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Ask again later. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> <laughs> See how well that ends for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lady, I'm having flashbacks here. Um look, all irreverent, you know, behavior aside. I don't know what you're talking about. She lets out a deep breath through her teeth. Mm. Um, Reflex save. Yeah, right? That's, it's uncomfortably warm on your, <laughs> your body. Uh, and she very deliberately and gently sets you, sets you down. And then presses a small button on the ceiling that you hadn't really noticed before, um, but is recognizable now that you've seen it pointed out. As she does so, she then puts her other claws on the floor and says... My people will attend you. Can she only reach this button when she's a dragon? Yes. (laughs) A few things happen at once. Both doors on the side of the chamber open. Uh, From the side you came, a few attendants pure towards you and kind of motion you out of the chamber. From the other side of the chamber, a half dozen people clad in her livery come out. Uh, Two of them, big hulking uh, androids, go to the desk and heft it off of the floor and remove it from the room Mm. Uh, while the other four of them bring in uh, a number of kind of nondescript robots and place them throughout the chamber anger management Uh (laughs) uh-huh i was gonna say these are like target droids aren't they probably all the non-robots are ushered from the room when the doors close behind you you can hear a muffled rush of flame (laughs) and like the shattering of metal against metal a woman for people between a lull in the cacophony says, Ms. Grenard is not really in a, a state to be receiving visitors at the moment. We noticed. Yeah, she shook me around quite a bit. I think I know how those robots feel now. If anything develops, please let us know at the soonest available opportunity. You'll be kept on retainer per our previous agreement. And as the situation has not yet resolved itself, and he points to the gem in your chest, the, the previous contract will still be in effect. That's very kind. Yeah. Um, so we don't really know what kind of developments we're expecting. Could you shed any light on that for us? I will do what I can. We have come across a bit of information regarding this, this key, and it appears to open a vault of some sort. Oh, well, we got that far. Uh, the location of the vault is unknown. The impression that we have from the text is that the, the bearer, once they are assessed as worthy, 
would be shown the way. And that's, I think, where we are picking up here. I, I don't know what we're talking about. In some way, by some method, you should know the location of this vault. Uh, when you find it, then you are contractually obligated to let Ms. Grenade know of its location so that we may seek it out with you. Any idea what's in it? Something of immense power. Beyond that, it is unclear. All right. Okay. okay, we can, break. We can take no. a quick side my, my, my kids last year, that meme was memed to death. Oh, I was trying to have to like, quickly disrupt everything. Mm. It, it was a joke in our office as well, my buddy and I tended to say to it. So when it was supposed to know the way, I'm like, God, you know do it. That's where my brain went too, but mine had a layer of rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, because it was between me and like one or two other coworkers, it stayed at a level, it never got irritating because we dropped, you know. Mine was because you're adults and you know yeah. when to let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm done. Okay. Cool. Sorry that we both had two very different reactions to that. So, <laughs> what now? So, are we, we're back on our own? Or are we staying here? You are done here for the moment. Uh, you may do as you will. Yeah, you're not prisoners, but you may stay as guests if you like. Deuces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're going. We're, we're going to return to Absalom. Uh, we will. If you need us, you can get. Uh, you know how to reach us, and if we discover anything, we will reach out to you. We have the com, correct? Yeah. The direct com link. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll return to the gap and set course. Okay. Um, yeah, it takes about a day to make it back to Absalom. You're still in system; it's not that far. I guess once we start having downtime, uh, just because we don't have much other information, I try to walk Sparks through like potential meditation because I mean that was a really brief attempt that he tried to make with the crystal to see if there's any way he can uh connect with it by like kind of making attempts to or clearing his mind that kind of stuff potentially trying to get noemi involved since she might have other magical assistance she can provide to either connect to the crystal or maybe pull information out of it yeah i was gonna see if it reacted to spells or like if it just did the thing where it just protects your stamina or if it had some other reactions uh, so how are we going about testing <laughs> We're gonna that kick you specifically? Really hard. <laughs> We're going to cast spells and even stab you with things? Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that might be it. Sorry. Um, I, have, I have this jolting thing that I do. <laughs> it's, it's just a mild shock. <laughs> I mean, not that I wanted to test that new bracer of mine that quickly, but, uh, no, I think, like, with the meditation stuff, Sparks is probably game for it, but he's probably, like, really bad at it. <laughs> So it's uh, this is all Lycos can think of to try to help you out in this particular moment because we're yeah at a loss. List of this. Exactly. Can I try doing jolting surge non lethal? <laughs> yes. Okay. Are you ready? You can try. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sleep eventually. <laughs> are Are you willing to try it? I don't like. No. Okay. Fine. Keep You're your not fine. Hands to yourself, lady. <laughs> Where's your sense of adventure? Sense of adventure is what got this stupid thing planted in my chest in the first place. That was your impulsivity. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> All right, you get back to Absalom. What do you do? I check the messages on the machine at <laughs> Gordian Solutions. Okay. I reach out to Severo. Severo is off station. You get his voicemail, basically. I leave him a message, basically just kind of checking back in and indicating I like to talk to him but that somebody involved in the kind of android problems had tried to reach out to him and I wanted to make sure everything was 
all right, because everyone else he'd contacted had not ended well. Okay. Sparks and Kerr, you guys got anything going on? Kerr's just running around really fast. <laughs> We're gonna Sonic the Hedgehog over here. I'm going to do my usual, like, clean my weapons, do that kind of thing. What was the name of that police officer? It was Brianosa DeVos. Brianosa. I'm going to see if she's back on duty. Okay. See how she's holding up. Mm-hmm. Hearts. Sounds good. And Sparks, how about you? I think Sparks is going to take some time and go home, but then, like, his exocortex is working on robot body designs for Renault. Okay. I like it. So when you arrive at home, and we'll resolve these in different orders here. So Sparks, you arrive at home, and you find a note on your door. It's a sorry we missed you packing slip. Uh, it seems there's a package for you uh, waiting at the repository. For me? For you. Oh, okay. Well, uh, oh, after after getting, uh, or after Kerr's recent, you know, delivery experiences, I'm excited to go see what's in mine. Okay. So you head to the package facility and they hand you a fairly beat up looking cardboard box. Typical. Uh, that says... Like, fragile handle with care, and clearly it wasn't. Mm-hmm. The kobold who's working there says, Ah, what are you going to do? Here you go, kid. <laughs> Basically, all but screw you, get out. <laughs> like, okay, great. Okay, but Sparks, undaunted, grabs the box and shakes it around a little bit, sees what, he, what he's hearing rattling around. Sounds like a smaller case is sort of bouncing around uh, inside of it. You can also hear some packing materials sloshing, like, uselessly with it okay i think he probably makes it as far as the parking lot before he's like overcome with impulse and has to rip into it and it tears open okay you can see a bunch of like the inflatable packing stuff has all been deflated mm-hmm. uh, probably through the impact of shipping but a handwritten paper note is also in the box and there inside of that is a smaller case he opens the case first okay uh inside the case you find a personal micro missile array what okay yes. <laughs> They're twinned, so they would mount on either arms alongside your midsection or, like, on your thighs. (laughs) Um, Mechanically speaking, uh, they take a minute to reload. Okay. uh, And fire. They can blanket an area of your choice within 200 feet, uh, a 10 by 10 square, uh, with micromunitions. And everyone inside needs to take a reflex saving throw DC 15 Mm -hmm. or suffer four die six points of damage. Uh, Saving throw is half. Rad. I actually don't know if Sparks or Brent is more excited about this. This is awesome. Somebody's too messy, though. Do you read the note? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably should. So you know who right. to put the thank you card to. Yeah. I don't think he cares. The note says, thanks for all your hard work. And is the sender appears to be called Nobody. I'm trying to think if there's anything he would do to like try to identify who Nobody is. He said it's handwritten? It's handwritten. So he's going to like take kind of like a... Let's see. I'm not sure exactly how the... Like, okay, so he has some kind of image of the handwriting and he'll run like a handwriting analysis through whatever the like comlink thing is. Okay, uh, based on the handwriting analysis, it seems to be written by a fourth or fifth grader. <laughs> Do we have a fourth or fifth grader as a fan? <laughs> <laughs> or is this just John making somebody up because nobody shouted out? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering it's John's online handle, I was half curious if it was John giving you a gift. Right. Yeah. This is a gift from me for thanks for doing the editing for the last few Oh, weeks. there we go. <laughs> He's making fun of his own handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling that might have been it. So, okay. Aha, I picked up on it. Well, thanks, nobody. Wink. <laughs> Also, sorry if I outed your online handle. No, it's fine. (laughs) 
Cool. Uh, I'm sorely tempted to try it out, but I think in this case, <laughs> in the parking lot of the, the post better office. judgment is gonna. <laughs> no, don't give in your better judgment. Just do it. Also, is there a problem that I just unwrapped a pretty substantial weapon system in the parking lot <laughs> of casual. a post office? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no one seemed to really take too much notice of it so far, as long as you don't make it too... Like, you kind of open the box and are like, oh. <laughs> it also comes with uh, two reloads for it. Sweet. Okay. I'm very excited to try this. All right, Noemi, you make it back to the office, and there's a message on the machine. Ooh, hopefully it's not another telemarketer. No, it's a call from the IRS. <laughs> it says, Noemi, Tyrion of Voidhammer here. We've got some more work for you if you're up for it. We appreciate the job you did for us at the asteroid and would appreciate your same level of efficiency and discretion on another activity. Here's the comm frequency for the response. Look forward to hearing from you. Tierna. All right. I will, um, I'll confer with my uh, staff before we give her a call back since that was a bit of a, a harrowing situation. <laughs> I want to make sure that they're still on board. She was shady. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and everyone we deal with is kind of shady, so that's yeah. not necessarily a critique. And we need money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while you're... I'm broke. <laughs> while you're there checking your inbox and kind of just getting the room in order, you haven't really been here for a little while, there's a, a knock on the door. Come in. It slides open, and a, a small wizened gnome comes in and says, uh, Yeah, is this... Uh, Noemi Domash, is that you? Who's asking? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, terribly rude of me. Um, I'm Iridel Ithelflip. How do you do, Iridel? Uh, I do very well, uh, thank you. Um, and, and it's basically because of you I do very well. Uh, you bought my ship. Oh, oh. Uh, I bought it at auction. I didn't, I didn't know who, whose ship it was. Yeah, I, I'm not really great for... Uh, you know, like, those kind of things. So we we put it through a, a service. But, uh, yeah, selling that ship was probably the best decision I've ever made. Or so my wife tells me. What what made you want to get in contact with me? Oh, uh, well, we were able to use the proceeds and get a little hydro farm down in the, down in the arms. Still growing peaches? Oh, no, that was a fool's errand. I, I, I nearly bankrupted myself out of that. Uh, just... A neutrofungus. It's not glamorous, but hey, it does all okay. So, what can I do for you today? Oh well, I uh, I wanted to say thank you and uh, had a little something for you. You did a good job, really making my life appreciate to be better, or so I'm told. And I would like to do the same for you, if possible. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's extremely generous. I mean, I I. Honestly, I felt like I got a, a great deal on the ship at auction, but I'm, I'm really glad to hear that it helped you in some way. So, what I hear, you're kind of running this little adventurer business, and that's just keen. Uh, my daughter used to be an adventurer uh, a while back, and uh, I think she would like you to have these. And he gives you a small case. Okay, and I'll open it. All right, inside you see a pair of cybernetic lenses. Ooh, like glasses lenses or like put-on-your-eye contact lenses? Like contact lenses. All right, um, I will put one on. Okay. When you put it on, the room becomes like uncomfortably bright through that eye. And he says, oh, I kind of roll your eye back a little bit. Okay. 
So you roll it back and it shifts to like the top of your eyeball and is no longer obscuring your vision. It says, uh, great for seeing in the dark. And um, also they give you, make this, give you this cool purple look. So, I mean, that's, the kid's like that, I think. I, absolutely. I'm, I'm young and hip. <laughs> Yo, fellow kids. <laughs> Word. As well, I, I hope they serve you. I, I don't really have any purpose for them. And uh, she's out of the adventure game, rest her soul. So... Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but I thank you from the bottom of my heart. This, oh. this was completely unexpected. No, she lived a long, good life. And she, our daughter was adopted. She was a human. So they don't have the lifespan that, that my wife and I did. Wow, that was extremely generous of you then. If, if you ever need anything pro bono, let me know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not really much excitement in the life of a, a I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I hope that your life remains completely bland <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy retirement that's what we that's what we aimed for and he says uh, but thank you we appreciate it and he starts leaving he says oh uh one more thing so i was going through some old notes and uh i found the password to the nanobots oh paint job doesn't have to be shit anymore <laughs> <laughs> that 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 would help us extremely you you have no idea i've painted over it i don't know how many times all right, so he says, yeah, he gives you a little piece of paper, mm-hmm. and the password is gap. Yeah. Right. It says, uh, password is password. He says, yeah, hopefully this helps. Have a good one. Good luck. Thank you again. So the cybernetic lens, is it just dark vision? It will grant you uh, 60 feet of dark vision when activated, uh, or low light vision as well. Sweet. Are you going to hand me the password? Or <laughs> no, I am. Just, yes. The password is, don't forget this password, you idiot. <laughs> it's a long one. There must be, like, capital letters and symbols and everything in there. It's like a paragraph. To whom it may concern. <laughs> the password for this spaceship is password, period. Hmm? Signed. <laughs> Forgetfully yours. <laughs> Whatever his name was. I don't remember it. Iridel Ithelflip. So it says, what another dang thing to set up. You've got to be kidding me. I'll deal with this later. <laughs> I'm using dictation software when I set it up. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna close down the office and rush back to the ship to try this out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you download an app to your data pad and basically log on to the the nanobots, the password works, and you can now choose a new design to your heart's content. Yes. Something with skulls and flames. I imagine something iridescent. Uh, something shiny. Exactly. Like a June bug. Yeah. Because we're already bug shaped. Might as well just complete the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just, just lean into it. Keep it on brand, yeah. <laughs> All right. So while you're deciding on your, your new design. It should be the knot. Gordian knot. Okay. Fair. No, I mean, you're right. That's the logical choice. Doesn't necessarily make it the best choice, though. <laughs> Because anybody will get that. So, Kerr, where are you going to look for Brunosa? Are you trying to head to her precinct or to her apartment? To her precinct. Okay. You arrive and... Spell her name for me. And I have to find the paper where her name is written down. You got, a, you got captured a bug or something? Oh, I closed that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what are you doing? It does look like a beetle or something. Like, <laughs> Especially because we were just talking about June like, bug. Put your eye up to it. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like when someone goes, close your eyes and stick your tongue out. I'm like, yeah, what? No. <laughs> Fool me once. Yeah. 
trust issues. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, B-R-I-A-N-O-S-A-D-U-V-O-S-S. Are you going to draw a little hearts by your name? Maybe. At the precinct, behind the front desk, there is a tiefling, a kind of a devilish-looking person with a purple skin and sort of swoop-packed goat horns. They're in the same sort of absec uniform as a bunch of other people that you've seen, a bunch of other officers you've seen. And they say, Bless. excuse me, <laughs> sorry, I was trying to like shield the mic. You want to go wash? <laughs> Dunk your head in the shower? No, it wasn't that bad. There was like one little bit that got me here. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was mostly trying to like man. shield the sound of the mic. Protect the mic. As yeah. soon as I did that, like, it, I felt like, <laughs> oh, that was a poor decision. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brad. All good, dude. You see other, <laughs> you see other uniformed officers and their robotic partners kind of moving in and out throughout the the entrance, and he gives you a little wave and says, "How can I help you out today?" I was looking for Briannosa Duvas. She's on duty. And what's your business with Officer Duvas? Just sending along a thank you. All right. Let me see. Officer Duvas is in the field at the moment. But if you'd like to leave a message for her, I'll be happy to put it on. Sure. Uh, just have her just a thank you. All right. Uh, thank you from whom? Kurt Sylvanen. All right. Kurt Sylvanen says, thank you, Officer Duvas. I'll pass that along. Much appreciated. And I'll leave. Okay. Don't leave your digits. She knows where to find me. Who? Playing hard to get. I mean, she gave us those sweet coupons, right? That's true. But I don't know how legal they are, so I'm not going to be like, thanks for those coupons to that place. That's kind of the black market police officer person. <laughs> I don't want to get her in trouble or anything, so I'm just leaving thank you, and then I'll go. So, Noemi, you get a little ping on your personal comm. Okay. Uh, it's a interplanetary communique from your parents on Castroville. I kind of, like, steal myself and <laughs> answer. Uh, it's... Oh, is it like a message, like a message message? So do like to, a recorded message? It's a recorded message. Uh, you can communicate essentially kind of like via email to the other planets in the Pactworld system. Uh, Castrovel and Absalom being relatively close neighbors, there's about a, at the moment, about a 15-minute delay between the two of them. You can't really have a like a real-time conversation, but you can communicate right. without having to wait like days or weeks for a response. So 90% of Noemi is expecting it to be something about something amazing her sister did. <laughs> All right. It says, Noemi, have you heard from Gianna lately? About your sister, at least. Yeah. So that's, that's all they've sent? Yes. Okay. And I'll think back. Um, it's been probably a couple weeks since I've heard from her, because the last time I heard from her, um, she was telling me about Kritka. So I'll send something to that effect, obviously more brief and succinct, but... But that basically, the last time I heard from her was a couple weeks ago, letting me know that a friend of hers was visiting Absalom Station. So a while later, uh, another message pings back. She says, we're worried. She's usually so good about calling when she gets back from her adventures, but she hasn't been in touch for a while. I'll uh, ping back. Isn't she on the Black Star? Where's, where's the ship? She was expecting to be back in port by now. She didn't tell us her destination. Of course she's on the Black Star. So I'll try, I'll try getting in, I'll try connecting with her to see, not that she's avoiding our parents because she's the favorite child, but 
just to see maybe there's to see if I can connect with her. He basically reads a voicemail. It says, I'm off station. Uh, please leave a message. I'll get back to you when I can. Do I know like what like division or company she's under? So the Black Star is a, a private vessel, sort of not unlike your own operation, but a little bit larger in scope. They have a small office here on Absalom, but most of their business is via kind of reputation and personal connection. Okay, so I'll try um, contacting the office to see if they... Like, if they know the whereabouts of the Black Star. Someone someone picks up. Black Star's mooring. Um, yes, this is uh, Noemi Damash. I am looking for the whereabouts of the Black Star. My sister's on the ship. The Black Star is a field right now. We don't offer locations to non-crew members. Uh, can I at least send a message? You can leave one, and we'll forward it on the next communicate package. Okay, um, I'd just like to send a communique to uh, Guiano uh, Damash, letting her know uh, that she needs to contact our parents. They're worried. All right, I'll pass that along. And your name, in case I need to call back? I'm Broderick. Broderick? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Broderick, and have a good day. You too. And I'll send back a message to, the par- to my parents, letting them know that I've did what I could and sent a message to the Black Star. I was just chuckling to myself because I now abbreviated Black Star BS and I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, All about what amuses you. Exactly. You're on station. Can you look into it? We're really very worried. P.S. You should call more. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll send a message back saying that I'll, I'll do my best, um, but you know how these secretive corporation how secretive these corporations can be and i'll try so what do you do i will color the gap and i'll uh i'll let crick i'll let Kritka know about jana to see if she's heard from her no i haven't hmm. do you know any other way to get a hold of her well i mean if we go to the office in person maybe we can show some credentials i mean it's it's a fairly notorious ship i'm sure they have plenty of enemies that would want to do bad things to them. So if you show up in a person, they might give you more information than over the comms. We could try that. You should come with me. Sure. Bring some intimidation with you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's arachnophobic. <laughs> or at least intimidated enough to give you maybe what are they expected back or whatever information. All right. So they've got a fairly well-appointed dockside office like right next to their hangar bay and you just see the logos of, of say five-pointed black star against the a field of gray i think a little on the nose <laughs> as you walk in you see a kind of bored looking human behind the desk who says uh welcome to the black star's office oh god what's that and sort of staggers back and then uh is kind of like eyes get squinty he says uh, uh, excuse me miss uh um, Are you Broderick? I am. Yeah, we spoke on the phone earlier. I was hoping maybe by coming down to the office that, you know, we might be able to, to discuss getting more information or, or what you can provide. I'm sure my friend here would also be interested in learning uh, where her one of her best friends is. Well, I mean, I can't go out really given... We, we've got client privileges. I can... What do you want to know? Well, 
if is the Black Star expected back anytime soon? Uh, so you say you're Guiana's sister? Yeah. Can I see some kind of credentials or Absolutely. something? Yes, here you go. Okay. He checks out your ID basically and says, all right, well, uh, between us, uh, the Black Star was expected back a few weeks ago. Do you know whereabouts they were headed? Uh, I, I can't divulge that information, but they were doing a job for the Starfinder Society, so uh, they may be able to break that confidentiality. Client privilege, you understand. I do, I do. They've approached me for work as well. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think of anything that could be of use, let me know and I'll hand them one of our Gordian Solutions cards. <laughs> Thanks, I'll, I'll do that. Like, if it was expected back a couple weeks ago, have there, has there been anyone else, anyone to look, go look for them? Any sort of um, scout ships or... There's been no communication back. We have a policy on this, but we haven't hit that deadline yet. Okay. When does that deadline? Uh, there's still some time yet. Uh, Captain Basilius is, he likes to go rogue sometimes. We find it best to just wait the appropriate amount of time. Uh, two months is the, the standing rule. Good to know. All right. Well, thank you for your help. You were a lot more help in person than over the phone. And the Black Star's got a fair amount of, uh, of enemies. We gotta... We can't be too careful. Understandably. I'll, I'll uh, telepathically say to Kritka, like, glare him down when we leave. <laughs> the spider version of... <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I got my eyes on you. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so knowing that I've been contacted by the Starfinder Society, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll contact them and, and see if, if they're willing to give me any information. Okay. Uh so the calm answers and says, uh, who is calling? Is this the Starfinder Society? Yes. Um, yes. Um, my sister is on the Black Star, and I was told that you had com- uh, the Starfinder Society had commissioned the ship, but it hadn't returned. Uh, and, and, who is, and, and who is this? Um, my name is Noemi Dumash. I am a uh, sister of Gianna Dumash. Ah, Noemi, yes. We had spoken a while back. Yes, yes. Uh, you had asked if we were interested in, in doing any work for you. Um, I'd very much like to obviously find out uh, where my sister is. And if that helps you in any way, then, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. This would be better spoken of in person. If you would come to the offices. Absolutely. All right. And bing, a little text pops up with the location. Mm-hmm. We scootle on over there, Kritka and I. Okay. Uh, the offices are, are busy. They have a number of explorers, adventurers, all sorts of folks who are most at home out in the vast, exploring new areas and ancient relics. Oh, what was his name again? Uh, Karak Varin. Are there lots of cool species here? Am um, I like... You're seeing a lot of sort of the, the, the kind of the packed world standards, more or less, uh, and a lot of the former kind of Galarian natives are also making their way in and out. But you can see here and there a couple of somewhat more exotic ones. Uh, a, a pair of tabaxi leave as you're entering. They're kind of cat folk. I'll try to, to stifle my excitement. You make it to Varin's offices. And as you uh, come in, you see him take one of his antenna and kind of like run it through his mandibles. and Because he's Sharon, right? He is. Yeah. And then... Motions, motions one of the chairs with his uh, hands and says, Please, Mr. Marsh, sit down. 
<laughs> uh, t- telepathically. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was say, I'm like, um, that's not his voice of the phone. All right. So I will sit down and I, I am, for my sister, I am going to be steely and not care that he's a Sheeran. says, it took me a little while to look up your sister's files, but uh, we commissioned the Black Star on a rescue mission. Are you able to tell me where they were sent? I'd be happy to. They were sent to recover the ship Boundless Horizons, a Starfinder Society vessel that was investigating a weak drift beacon on a world out in the vast, a world currently called Risk. Are you uh, able to give me the coordinates? I can give you the coordinates for the system, but that's all the detail we have. The communique we got was from a, a drift package. Basically tell them they were diverting their course back to Absalom in order to try to find this weak drift signal they found. They had a few beacons still left in their hold and would like to spread near space, if at all possible, before having to come back home and restock. That was the message from the Black Star? That was the message from the... Oh, from the Boundless Horizons. Correct. When we last heard from them. But they never returned. No, that was a few months ago. And now the Black Star hasn't returned. Correct. Unfortunately, our budgets are a bit thin right now, and we can't, we can't offer any advances on rescue missions until something has been rescued. But we have a standing bounty of 10,000 credits for the return of any of the crew members of the Boundless Horizons, and an additional bonus if any of their cargo can be returned as well. Is it a per-person bounty or a simple, just so that we understand what we're talking about here? So one crew member, 10,000 credits, 100 crew members, 10,000 credits? I'm not sure I appreciate the cruel calculus you're doing right now, Ms. Domash. I am in business, sir. I understand, but I just want to know how much risk to put my own crew in. We will pay 10,000 credits for as many of the crew as you can recover. Please use your heart in this matter. (laughs) These people have families in many cases. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you can give me the coordinates, I'll see if I can get my crew to agree to um, go out there. I obviously have a personal reason to go, but I don't want them to have to go um, if they're unwilling. I understand. Is there anything else we can do to accommodate this? We would like to help however we can. Do you have any extra ships? Unfortunately, the Starfinder Society does not operate a standing fleet. Mm. That's why we work with other explorers and occasionally mercenaries. But people with a lust for adventure, who wish to see the light of civilization spread to the farthest corners of this wonderful galaxy. Well, I'm sure, I know some of my crew loves as much information as as we can get. Uh, Is, hmm. Well, for what it's worth, oh, you mean as far as the the system you're going to. For that, we have very little. It was Mm -hmm. a, it was a weak drift beacon. It wasn't bearing our sigils out there, so we're not sure who set it up initially. But where there was one, perhaps more could come and convert the area to near space. That was the, the onus for going to system. And if you did have any other reading materials or some such that we could load into the ship, I have several people on my ship that are very interested in, in increasing their knowledge of just the world in general. 
Uh, sure. Uh, and here, he takes like a little flash drive, effectively says, uh, the history of the Starfinder Society and our mission. And some entertaining reads out to the vast. A bit of modern fiction. I, I take this for Renault. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> if you would help us in this, Mr. Maj, it would be very appreciated. Like I said, I have a, a personal reason to, to go as well. But yes, I'll, I'll be in contact. I understand. And I will get up and leave. All right. He gives you like a little wave goodbye. And I will give him a wave in kind. So yeah, I'll do like a group call or however we can facilitate this. And I'll let them know. So I don't know if y'all are busy, but I have a couple things that we could uh, we could work on while we while away the days. Um, Turn of Voidhammer um, actually contacted us. Uh, she has more work. However, I have another matter that I personally would like to look into. Um, my sister's ship, the Black Star, has gone missing. and It was supposed to return a couple weeks ago. I have some information from the Starfinder Society about where it went. So, like I said, obviously this is what I'd rather do. And I just wanted to make sure that you were all on board. Well, I know I definitely want to go with Tierna's stuff again, because that went so well the last time. No, we're going to go find your sister, clearly. I'm not sure I want to clean up another one of her massacres. And protecting one's family is important. I'm glad you're all on board. Um, as soon as we can get back, I know, I'm sure there's things you have to do before we leave, but just let me know when you can all get ready to go. I'm assuming I got my message out. Yes, I'm good. Ready when you are, boss. All right. Let's go. Sparks, like, whips the covers off the multi-missile thing, like, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the privacy of his own home, because we've, I'm calling you on a phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just hear this. <laughs> yeah, we hear that, and there's a, a long pause, and Lycos goes, do what? <laughs> <laughs> the line goes dead. <laughs> you're, in your, like, you're in your closet, and your mirror is like, yeah. <laughs> now this is the image I have. Sparks is wearing the the missile array, but little else. He's <laughs> wearing socks. Why would you visualize that? <laughs> because he's goofing around in his home. It's like that little kid playing with his toys. Yeah. Those little tidy whities. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> little, little like, cape. Yeah, exactly. Jesse knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> so like Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, sure. Yes, Calvin and Hobbes. That was a With lot more tiny innocent missiles. than I <laughs> Just let your imaginations run wild, folks. Yeah, Go I on. wasn't going dirty. I was going like <laughs> childlike, playing with toys. Okay, sure you were. Boys and their toys. <laughs> All right, so as Gordian Solutions crew boards the GEP, gears up. Oh, real quick, but regarding the GEP, what's the new decal? Um, yeah, it's going to be a, 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 like a, like a knot, but like being un, like being sliced, being chewed through by a beetle. By a giant peach. No, <laughs> like like uh, some sort of blade, space blade. Space blade. <laughs> okay. Cutting the knot. I like it. It's the Doshko. Yeah. But yes, sure. the, See, it's definitely that green. Wesley snipes in like a spacesuit cutting the... <laughs> space blade. Space blade. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening to this. <laughs> Perfect. So as the GEP is geared up and the Gordian Solutions crew departs for the vast, we will end for tonight. So thank you all for listening to this episode of the Die by the Dice podcast. I want to go ahead and give a shout out to listener Preston, 
who I know from real life, not Twitter, uh, for that shout out for Noemi. Oh, sweet. And then I already called it a shout out from me to Brent for helping with editing. So thanks for that, bud. Yeah. Find us on Twitter at Die by the Dice if you want to join the conversation, give some shout outs and get some items to our favorite group of players here. And if you have something a little bit longer for them, email us, diebythedice at gmail.com. We love to hear from fans, and I've been having a great time conversing with people on Twitter. So thanks for that. You're really making my day every time you say something nice. Please leave a review on your podcast listening method of choice. And if you could recommend this to a friend, that would be phenomenal. Have a good time. We'll see you next. Bye.